so it's Monday, April 17th, and I'm finally back making content, making making that good, good-ass content. Yeah, we, we haven't been on top of our game, really, uh, the past shit. It was before the Masters. Uh, we tried recording two episodes after the Masters, and essentially what we got was a chop-and-screwed version of a podcast, and it was a complete disaster. Uh mostly because of Wi-Fi problems and it was it was stressful as can be to edit it and um, couldn't even edit it properly so that really depressed me to the point uh, I had a lot of schoolwork going on too a couple things back at home I had to deal with uh, also had an Easter break coming up and uh, wasn't going to be home around the mic um, so that way we decided to take the week off um, probably not the best time to take a week off so with that being said I do want to apologize uh I hate myself personally for not not even staying on top of content uh when two of the most exciting playoff sports start and couldn't even give you guys any analysis couldn't give you guys any predictions I didn't share any predictions sucked uh really not happy about it I just I really needed a week off it was just one of those things where uh if you guys know me I'm not I'm not too, I'm not in the best shape mentally, and when it comes to trying to prepare this and trying to schedule this and do my research and make some time in order to record this in a in a good manner, uh, as well as edit it, as well as, you know, do whatever I want with it, it just, it, it wasn't working last week, uh, so... That sucks, but I do take the blame for that. Where's Chandler? Uh, Chandler's Chandler's up at Chapel Hill um, with his girl, I'm pretty sure. But I just wanted to do this episode to kind of recap what's what's been going on hockey-wise uh, since he doesn't really watch hockey, and hockey is kind of my number one sport. I never really... I wasn't able to do an analysis. I wasn't able to do any predictions. I wasn't able to talk about series. Um what me and Chandler do have going is uh, we have the NHL bracket challenge, which is just like what you would think where you choose the winners of each series, go all the way through, choose the winner. Best part about it, though, is you choose the number of games you think the first round matchups will go. So this Washington-Toronto series, uh, as I'm recording this, uh, it's tied up entering the third period. Same with Boston and Ottawa. Um, in the series end of the game going into the third period and so say I'm pretty sure I had Washington in five games uh, so you get bonus points with choosing not only the correct winner of the series but also in the number of games which is you would think challenging uh, it's fun it's a pretty good thing I kind of want to run down what's been going on including last week when we were off the air uh, I had I had days off on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I don't have class Thursday, but Friday I had off for Easter weekend, Easter break, mini vacation, and I had a rough couple weeks in terms of, well, I had a, I had a couple good days in terms of making money after, after a long drought that really, really depressed me. So I decided to kind of reward myself uh, for for kind of picking me up mentally and whatnot. So my sister lives up in D.C., and I decided to say, you know, heck, heck, uh, I'm going to go to the Capitals-Leafs game one game up in D.C. at the Verizon Center 
and bought an upper deck ticket for 70 something dollars or whatever i enjoy the capitals um i've always liked the capitals ovechkin's probably been my favorite player that is not on the sabers if you guys know me you know that uh and i've seen him multiple times when he's come to raleigh uh and played carolina but i've never been to a capitals game and if you know anything about hockey or if you even watch these playoffs, you can tell Rock the Red, uh, they are absolutely nuts up there. And the game atmospheres are amazing. Um, that was one big aspect why I wanted to go. And also, as a Sabres fan, I haven't seen playoffs in seven seasons. And um, I think last time Hurricanes were there was also six, maybe seven seasons ago. Uh, so in my in my teenage years, uh, I wasn't really able to go experience and, you know, really, really get into uh, all these playoff games and being able to go to them, even though even though I wasn't really I hate Toronto. Uh, Toronto is a big, big rival of the Sabres. But in order to see Austin Matthews play uh, postseason, can the Capitals go through after another President's Trophy? Can they get passed first round? I ended up going to overtime. It was exciting as hell. Uh, people around me were great. If you guys, even if you don't watch hockey, uh, it's definitely one of those things where you got to do. Um, I'm pretty sure you want to end up eventually at some point going to any of the top sports, any playoff game. In baseball, basketball, hockey, football, all that stuff. If you're if you're just really into football, it's tough to really compare it to to hockey, um, even to NBA playoffs because they play in the same arenas. Nowhere close to the edge of your seat excitement, atmosphere, uh, the fan interaction. I want to see the best part about about the game and actually sitting up there. I mean, these are all season ticket holders and whatnot, probably. 60 maybe even 70% of the fans there they had jerseys on and you know that's that's something you don't get with basketball and you don't like yeah you have all these fans with football but especially living in Charlotte where we're not really a sports town it's just not that atmosphere where the diehards really come out and I want to say Washington has sold out like 300 something consecutive games I mean they've sold out seasons in a row I mean atmosphere is just fantastic it's just and for not being a Capitals fan, not being a Maple Leafs fan at all, just being there gets you so involved in everything that goes on. And uh, I mean, even I, I, they won. I think I had some money on the game. Even without money on the game, the best thing about hockey playoffs is just the excitement and the pace of play, the hits. I mean, people just. I know, understand hockey is a long season, 82 games. It's tough to really keep up and want to follow, especially if there's not a team around you. Playoff hockey is just a different type of monster, and every game so far, honestly, has been fantastic, and some of the results have even been surprising. Really, most of them have been surprising. Uh, great games with star players coming through and also the fourth liners coming through, the defensemen coming through. Uh, lots of overtime games, lots of overtime winners. Uh, you can see the arenas going crazy, the celebrations. It's, I mean, it's contagious on how exciting it is. And uh, as sports fans, we should be privileged uh, that we have it, you know, for practically two months, uh, mid-April up until 
early June uh, is pretty much the length of Stanley Cup playoffs. So with that being said, just a recap of what's been going on. We'll start Eastern Conference. The Montreal Canadiens and the New York Rangers are series number one. Initially, what I had was Montreal winning the series in, I want to say, five games. I want to say six games. Rangers aren't that great, really. Lundqvist can show up at times. They haven't really scored much. They haven't. I just went with a better team. And, you know, Canada's back in the back in the saddle, back in the playoffs uh, with five teams in. And I want to say they were one of the only teams that I decided on making it through to the second round. To me, Carey Price is still the best goalie in the game. There's no questions, even though Bobrovsky's probably going to win the Vezina. Uh, Holtby still played an amazing year, but he's got an amazing team in front of him. Uh, Carey Price is still Carey Price. Uh, I had I had Montreal in five, six games. And besides besides game three, game three was a complete snore fest, uh, I'll be honest. But the, the first two were great games. Uh, Montreal especially scoring with under a minute left uh, to tie it up in MSG game two. If they lost that game to be down 2-0, heading back home, that's rough for any team, really rough for any team to overcome. That was probably the biggest goal and biggest finishing result so far of all the series. Is. Um, we'll hop into the other one. The other matchup, uh, which is the Sanders and the Bruins, uh, two divisional teams. I just don't really have a liking for either of them. They just need to stop winning. <laughs> so for that, I picked Boston. Uh, to me, Boston's a more well-rounded team. Uh, Krejci's been hurt though, and they they have more firepower. It's either if Tuca's going to show up, or is Tuca not going to show up? And he's been on and off most of the series. Um, currently, right now, as I'm recording this. Uh, they were down 3 nothing. Uh Would have been a tough home loss, but they just scored three goals in the second to tie it up at three. So maybe b- before the end of this uh, period is going to end and we'll find out if uh, who's leading that series entering game four. Um, and to me, other side or the, the bottom half of the Eastern Conference uh, – the series that I'm most disappointed in is Pittsburgh-Columbus, where I had Columbus winning seven games. Uh, Pittsburgh's been absolutely decimated with injuries most most of the year. Um, and then right before playoffs started, Chris Letang uh, had surgery, so he's out for the entire postseason. Pretty much if you followed hockey, you pretty much just wrote them off. No way. They have a chance of repeating. Uh they still have the best player in the world. Uh, love him or hate him. That stick poking in the nuts piece of shit. Sidney Crosby. Still Sidney Crosby. And he's still doing Crosby things. Um, he's making his support team play out of their minds. They're up 3-0. It means a mad Tortorella. Columbus had a 3-1 lead in game three at home. Uh, they came out firing. In the first period, Mark Andre Fleury pulled some Mark Andre Fleury stuff. Uh, classic Fleury in the playoffs, but he was stone cold the rest of the way, and Pittsburgh grinded it out, got a 
awesome come from behind win. Pretty much wrapped up the series. There's no chance Columbus wins four straight there. I guess to even make it more surprising was that Murray injury where uh, Pittsburgh starting goaltender Matt Murray got hurt. Uh, I don't know if he just like stretched his dick too far in warm-ups, but they haven't really said. It's been kind of disclosed. But the fact that they've been missing Matt Murray and Fleury is still leading them to a 3-0 series lead against probably the worst team they could have faced. Uh, fantastic, and it's kind of changing my perceptions on Pittsburgh as a whole. Now, the other matchup, who's going to face Pittsburgh? Um, I'm watching the game right now. It's 3-3 in the third. Uh, definitely best, most entertaining series are the kids of Toronto and the President's Trophy winners, the Washington Capitals. Game one I went to was absolutely phenomenal. They were down two goals when I went also. Uh, two, one was kind of a fluke goal, one was not. Um, but the kids came up to play. I love I love children. I love children running around trying to, you know, dominate people who are better than them. Uh, Washington's just by far superior team, but Toronto's got that youth. They've got that speed. Uh, it's been a fantastically entertaining series. Holtby has not been on his game, and that's really allowed Toronto to keep themselves in it. And uh, it would be absolutely insane if Toronto can squeeze out this win here, down 3-1 uh, in the second. They came back and tied it in the second. To go up 2-1 on the Capitals, even, even with the Capitals and their playoff troubles they've had over the years, truly would be amazing um especially because i mean they had the number one pick last year to have to win the lottery get austin matthews and to instantly head into the playoffs after one year with matthews uh mitch marner's been absolutely phenomenal and babcock's 100 percent game player coach of the year uh screw year for not coming to buffalo but i'm i'm kind of over that it's uh, it's definitely sour. It's a sour taste in my mouth. A sour taste for everyone in Western New York. Uh, but you know what you're gonna do. Uh, they play good hockey. Uh, I give them credit. It's fre- It's exciting and fresh, and it's really gonna be exciting to watch them grow. Um, that's why I'm hoping Buffalo gets good enough, get more support, get a better support team for Eichel, and really, really allow the rivalry to blossom into what it could be because. Buffalo Toronto for the next 10 years is going to be the future of the NHL if Buffalo can get a team around Eichel, honestly, because Toronto has shown that they can play. They can play with the best and they can compete with the best in every single game there. Don't count them out, um, especially here. Love it. I actually do love it. I mean, of course, I want Capitals to win it all this year, but I just there's that kid spark with Toronto and it's just it's exciting to watch uh, it really is I guess I'll pop over to the Western Conference um, with the biggest disappointment of the entire postseason number one seed Chicago Blackhawks getting shut out twice at home to Pecorine and Nashville Predators they're in Nashville tonight I mean, there's been there's been goals plenty. There's been 12 goals already in these first two games tonight. But I mean, Nashville comes through and somehow grinds it out, grinds out a game three win. It's not it's not L.A. Kings eight seed territory. It's just the fact that you know people thought it was Chicago's year. Chicago Cubs won. 
Um, Blackhawks win every other year. It's just their year. They just can't score. I mean, the team looks just dead out there. They don't look like they care, and it's it's really frustrating as a fan because, I mean, we're all sick of Chicago. We don't want Chicago to win. Uh, if you want Chicago to win, you're from Chicago, and that's pretty much it. And if you want Chicago to win and you're, you have no connection to the Blackhawks, kill yourself. I'd be really intrigued to see if Pekka Rene can still come through and if if Patrick Kane just completely shits a brick the entire series. Uh, be a big, big story. Big shocker. I guess not a big shocker. Uh, not in my opinion. Uh, Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. Blues won yesterday to give them a three to nothing series lead uh they can close out the series tomorrow at home and people are kind of stunned like oh minnesota won 14 was it 14 or 16 straight games um honestly that's the sole reason why they're in the playoffs uh they've been terrible since since the all-star break and i mean writing was on the wall i'm mean, past last two maybe maybe three weeks of the season good final four games uh but they played four i mean they played the avalanche twice and arizona once um just blowing leads against philly vancouver detroit i mean they had they had some bad faults um they just haven't been good and i i mean it was probably the least upset worthy because technically the blues winning is an upset uh but just not that exciting it uh, besides the empty netter last night, every game's been 2-1. Uh, game 1 did go to overtime, but it's just been a boring series in terms for playoff hockey. Uh, maybe because I just have negative negative care about those teams. Uh, I have just no connection with them. It is what it is. Another series where uh, things could definitely change tonight, but writing was on the, <laughs> writing was on the wall. Uh, Anaheim and Calgary... Whatever mojo is going on in in the locker room, in the visiting locker room of the Honda Center, whenever Calgary comes to town, I want to I want to know what it is. They definitely put the flame out in the Honda Center. I don't know how it's humanly possible. It's kind of like the Bulls on TNT on Thursday nights at home. Bulls don't lose there. Calgary does not win in the Honda Center. Last night's game, or was it two nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago. They lost 29, their 29th straight game in an arena. I mean, can you just imagine if you're on that team for a good bit, for a couple years, you're going, you're going to this arena and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to break this. I'm going to, we're going to break this streak here. We're going to break the streak. Imagine going to a place and walking away empty handed with a loss and that depressed feeling 29 straight times. That's absurd in this day and age. It's just, it, it's mind-boggling. And that's why I, I really do hope Calgary does end up winning the game at home. They go back to the Honda Center and just get crushed again for loss number 30 in a row. 30 fucking games in a row at the Honda Center. And, I mean, that's some incredibly insane mojo. Fucking terrible. I can't imagine. Last series of the entire playoffs that I want to talk about are Edmonton Oilers and their disgusting alternates that are now their permanent jerseys, the ugly orange where apparently every single person in Edmonton already has that jersey, so why not make it the primary jersey, right? Right. 
They first time making the playoffs in 10 years. Last time they made the playoffs, they were in the cup final. And they've been a dumpster fire, honestly, since then. But now they play San Jose, who made it to the cup final last year. I had I had speculation because Logan Couture has been playing with a mask where his jaw is pretty much glued shut. And Jumbo, Big Big Joe, Joey Thornton, was had a pretty terrible knee injury uh, just a couple weeks ago. And we had no idea if he was going to even play in these playoffs. Uh, but somehow he came back in game three. Uh, and he looked good. Uh, I I hope he hope he's all right, he's probably sore as hell. I hope he comes back strong. Oh, really gross that Oilers have a T one lead. Uh, yeah, I'm bitter about still losing out to McDavid, but I think I'm mostly disgusted about one the orange jerseys and how much they're celebrated. They're gross. They're cool. If, they're cool if you do them once every ten games. Keeping the alternative, whatever. Good good for the home team. Good for Edmonton. Two. The entire league, the entire league media, everyone in Edmonton, when they made the playoffs, they were just, they were giddy as hell. They were just so excited. They were like, oh my gosh, first time in 10 years. I mean, this is a big celebration. This is a big deal. You have Connor McDavid on your team. Like, no shit, you're going to make the playoffs. It's just, it's mind-boggling, like, how much, how much we gave him, not credit for, but just how much publicity we gave them. And, like, how that's a storyline. It's like okay, you had you you have the next best player in the world on your team. You got a hundred points this year. Why is this surprising that you made the playoffs? Why is this a big deal that you made the playoffs? It's upsetting. It's just really upsetting. Um, I chose the Sharks to win in six or seven, but Sharks power play. I think I think I can score on the Sharks power play. I think your grandmother, who was in a wheelchair, uh, if anyone has a grandma in a wheelchair, uh, she can put some skates on that wheelchair and she can score a goal against the Sharks power play. That's right, shorthanded goals. Uh it's great that Zach Cashin, former Saber, he's on his I believe third team in four years, third team in five years. Uh he's a psycho off the ice, but on the ice apparently he's becoming a playoff hero. He's got two goals. He's had a couple brutal hits uh that you guys can check out online. But it's a very shark thing to absolutely not shut down McDavid, but really control McDavid and uh, limit him and what he's doing. But then again, you're going to allow Zach Cashin to basically throw you out of the series, um, throw you out of the playoffs. It's great. It's good stuff. Good stuff, San Jose. Re- really good stuff. I, I guess that's all I got. I, I kind of want to hit on NBA, but it's still kind of early. I'll tell you what I did do this weekend. Uh, there were a couple good games. Uh, the Joe Johnson buzzer beater was great. I mean, besides the blowout of Houston last night, what they won by thirty or something like that. What my what my betting technique was. Um, I actually got it from another podcast. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, essentially, what I did was I bet on all the underdogs, all the underdog spreads in the first game. Uh, all eight of them, I believe five of eight, maybe six of eight hit, but I think five of eight hit. It, let's see, Thunder didn't hit, Grizzlies didn't hit. Um, the Wizards game, I'm trying to think of how close that was. I mean, it was very close. It depends on what you got. Uh, they won by seven, so it depends on what you got. You could have gotten six and a half, could have gotten seven. That could have been a push. Um, 
but under underdogs did well underdogs won money um so what i did in the second round of games um regardless regardless of what happened in game one taking all the favorites every single one of the favorites oh uh, oh no yeah yeah um taking every single one of the favorites uh reasoning for this took all the underdogs because okay the underdogs want to put up a fight they want to show that they can play um and they did pretty well against all the spreads um a lot of the games were closer than people expected so what happens game two? Oh, the better teams wake up they realize hey this is this is probably probably not a good time to fall asleep during the playoffs especially on home court they dominate at least five out of eight dominate and beat the spread um, I'm liking six of eight. I'm liking seven of eight. You know, just do it. Uh, easiest way to make money. Uh, I guess when this comes out, you'll you'll do it tomorrow uh, for tomorrow's games. But make sure you do that. Make sure you do that. Um, easy money. Uh, I did not do a basketball recap prediction about anything in the playoffs besides uh, fuck Russell Westbrook and fuck KD. But Warriors win it. But fuck KD. Ooh, betting. Betting with the NHL. I was going to say it last week um, until until I had a mental lapse and we didn't get an episode in. But the unders. I love taking the unders to start off NHL playoffs. And maybe next year you guys can do that. And maybe even next round. Uh, it's not so much the case tonight. <laughs> All the overs will hit probably tonight. But the unders, I believe, 7 of 8 of game one unders hit uh it's it's easy as pie um everyone's overhyped shots are just crazy shots are all over the place uh, they're getting adjusted to the pacing um most of the goaltenders showed up uh easy as pie all the unders honestly if we're liking money here for the rest of the postseason um pick pick those overs uh th- those over under numbers are going to drop and I like overs. Value values there also. Even if you go under fifty percent, value value is there enough to to get it done. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think what else I got going on here. I'm probably gonna add this up actually a lot. Lots of lots of mumbling, lots of talking, but it's just one of those things where I really want to get out content uh, with or without my co-host, um, with or without a game plan, with or without a rundown. It was just one of those things where I really needed to just give an update on what's going on and it just made me feel much better kind of forcing myself to sit down and do this this entire thing uh yeah it's fun i do the normal research that you know everyone does with news stories and either daily fantasy sports or betting pretty pretty much my daily activities are wake up go to class and go to lunch do whatever homework, do whatever classwork, do whatever um, studying, just just things that need to be done first. Uh, get those done in the early afternoon, and then pretty much from then on, uh, if it's a recording day, uh, I got to find time to make a rundown and to figure, figure out how to do all of this stuff and make sure the content that I'm creating, uh, which is still rough, um, I know we're episodes episodes in um essentially we'll get better um that's why i'm so big on just giving giving itunes reviews giving 
giving feedback i mean even if it's negative feedback we love feedback and you know we we want to become better at this and we want to we want to be able to you know on recording days because we want i think what we're going to try and do is do do two days a week whether it be a monday thursday tuesday thursday tuesday friday monday wednesday because weeks like last week could happen um and that's something that i do apologize for and I absolutely hate that. I pretty much hate any any time I'm not I'm not looking at content or creating content as a marketing major and as someone who who you know is an aspiring maybe beat writer. I don't a journalist, whatever you want to call it. Um, but as someone who wants to do that for a living, uh, it's really tough. And it's really agonizing that a lot of times I'm I'm either busy driving, going to a place, or I got a lot of different commitments and different different things going on in my life and I can't keep up with everything and trying to balance and it's tough to kind of create create what we're doing here or what we're trying to create uh in terms of keeping up with the twitter keeping up with the content keeping up with improving the episodes and making sure that you know it's it's not dull podcast um because the big thing is trying to grow grow different listeners and it's one thing to do this for fun and to do this uh because we do it all the time um you know every single day we I mean, we talk constantly about what spreads to take what's going on i mean it's we're just like every other guy and to to be able to do this just gives me another outlet to to really express how much i mean both me and chandler chandler and i failed english 101 guys i'm sorry and i'm also dyslexic that's another thing (laughs) great we want to do this just not not for resume building or not to not to look good or cocky or anything but to just to just give us something to get excited about we talk about these things you know and we talk about them in a way that's not a podcast form and though it may seem rough and there's a couple times uh, throughout different episodes where it seems like we're improving and it seems like we're going backwards, going forward. Again, we would love input, but it's it's one thing to talk with, uh, you know, friends or just talking to office about what's going on, just everything in general, what we talk about on the podcast. And then when you actually make a scheduled rundown have to sit down talk into a mic especially from different locations which is what we have uh it's it's tough to do but it's it's one of those things where where i think we're both committed enough to continue to improve you know i just really like making content um if you know me or if you follow my personal account uh which has turned into mostly a playoff hockey account i have a i have a lot of different interests compared to compared to some people um in terms of clothes, in terms of different music, uh, I just have a lot going on in my mind. To the fact that, in order, in order to do this podcast on a consistent basis and to continue to improve and get better and better at making this content, and you know, become funnier and becoming more better at communicating uh, between the two, improving our chemistry. Uh, I mean, it's a thing that I really want to improve on and get better at. It, it's I mean, I'm sure you guys know it's just it's tough 
you know, eventually I want I want me and Chandler to to have a pretty consistent pretty consistent podcast. And in order to do that, I think that we need to we need to be positive about this entire experience. We need to stay motivated and just even though viewership isn't isn't the best, but make sure that we listenership <laughs> viewership listenership, which one is it? Uh listeners, I guess. Just just making the content, just improving content purposes, uh especially as a marketing major and what we want to do for the rest of our lives and we do it every day. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who listen to this do it every day. It's it's just one of those things where we want to have fun doing it, but hey, if we can if we can be really good at it and maybe become bigger than what we are, you know, hats off to us. That's it's awesome and it's it's definitely something where I would I would take a lot of pride in and explain it to people. Um, it was actually pretty great this weekend. Uh, I went out uh, with a couple friends and talked about the podcast with some people, and some people, you know, were were excited and you know think it's a cool idea. It's a new, challenging way to talk about sports. Um, a new, challenging way to make content. Uh, there's a learning curve to it. You know, it takes it takes a lot of practice and. You know, I think we're just going to improve over time, and hopefully, hopefully, good things happen from that. Please, 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 leave the five star review, but critique us. I don't want no one star reviews. That's trash. Come on, you don't do that. You don't do that to a homie. Definitely don't do that to a homie. But leave the reviews, leave the critiques, help us out. Let's let's make this let's make this thing better. Let's get this thing excited. We got a lot of good friends. We got a lot of good backing. Um, got a lot of support coming from this even though it's not that great it's going to continue to get better uh, both are really looking forward to it and I hope you guys are too uh, with that being said I'm going to sign off watch these overtime playoff games and I'm going to leave you with the best song of all time <laughs> Stole it, that is big black car. My day with the president's.